Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Hello, this is episode number 216 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Depression and the Church, Part 1. I'm going to be sharing with you a previously recorded telephone conversation that I had with Cindy Speaker on this topic. I trust that you're going to enjoy it. I have here with me today Cindy Speaker. Now, Cindy is the president of Speaker Media and Marketing, a company that provides marketing and media services to lawyers throughout the United States. She is also an independent film producer, author, speaker, and an aunt to 11 wonderful nieces and nephews. I've asked Cindy to be our guest for this four-part series on depression And that came about when I learned about her Facebook group called Depression and the Church. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. Paula, thank you. It's my pleasure. Well, Cindy is a a friend as well, and I am just so blessed by having this friendship with her. Now, Cindy, tell us about your Facebook group, Depression and the Church, and why you started that. Well, Paul, it was interesting. What happened is our pastor, I go to Calvary Fellowship in Downingtown, Pennsylvania, he had a special speaker come in, and this speaker was a longtime pastor that also dealt with depression. So he spoke along the lines of how the church should re- respond to depression. I found it very interesting, but what surprised me was the topic so resonated with the people of our church. That evening, and we don't normally have a Sunday night service, but that evening there was a special service with this same special speaker. He talked about depression. When we showed up, we were meeting in a small area, and much to everyone's surprise, hundreds of people attended. They were putting up more and more chairs in the back. People were standing in the back. And when the meeting was over, I was walking around connecting with people that I've known for years But everyone was sharing stories of how depression touched their lives or their family lives, their family's lives. And honestly, it was it was very surprising to me. And I thought, wow, this is a topic we really need to be talking about in the church setting. And I actually went home that night and I, um, you know, I do a lot of social media for my business. I thought, well, let me just set up a Facebook group for some of the people that attended the meetings. And I called it Depression in the Church. And we uh, that's why it all started. And since then, it's been very interesting to see that it's growing. And so many of the people in that group, Paula, I've known for Mm -hmm. years. I've known them for years. And now Mm -hmm. what I see happening is they say, hey, Cindy, invite this person to the group. I was talking to them about depression the other day. 
So it's kind of been something that just happened, but I think it's been interesting and valuable for me to see and learn from one another how depression is such a relevant issue, not only in the world, but in the church. I agree with you, Cindy, and I think that it's something that we really do need to discuss because people are feeling shame and guilt and are hiding behind closed doors instead of all of us within the church bearing one another's burdens and helping people who are dealing with this issue. Now, one of the things that I know uh, can be an issue for people who may be going through depression is, is depression considered a mental illness? Well, that's a good point. And, and let me just say this, whenever the word mental illness, or rather the phrase mental illness is stated, I think people immediately, it's like you want to back up and say, woo, don't bring that word up. It's kind of a scary word. The fact is that we all get feeling sad or a little blue, but in most cases, that's really more of a short-lived thing, what I might call situational depression. You can't pay the mortgage, your child's sick, something like that. But a more Mm -hmm. clinical, clinical depression or a depression disorder is when you're so down that it interferes with your daily life. And it may cause pain and confusion for both you and those who care about you. So depression is really much more common than we realize, but it is a serious illness. And I think it's important Mm -hmm. for us to understand that when someone is dealing with a mental illness, such as clinical depression, it is not sin, nor should it be treated as sin. It's an illness, and the person suffering needs and deserves professional help. Oh, Cindy, that statement is so important. Do you mind saying that again? I think that it's important that we understand when someone is dealing with a mental illness such as clinical depression, it is not sin, nor should it be treated as sin. It is an illness, and the person suffering needs and deserves professional help. It's an illness. Mm -hmm. And and let me just make a statement on that, Cindy, just in case, because you may have some Bible scholars or some different ones that are saying it is a sin issue in that we, when we were created by the Lord, there was no illness. And after Adam's sin, then, of course, there was illness, disease, and everything that came in as a result of his sin. Now, okay, people, if, if you're trying to strain that in that, that is true in regards to sin entered in the world and then illness and everything else came. But what Cindy is trying to say is that you don't deal with a person that has mental illness or depression and just say that it's the result of them sinning because uh, because of them sinning, now they have this illness. That's what Cindy is hitting on. And, And yes, we know that the whole curse of sin in the land and upon human race overall causes the thorns, the thistles, the illness, and so forth like that. But when we as the body of Christ are trying to deal with someone who has a mental disorder, we need to remember it's an illness. It's not just because of some sinning. Right. All right, Cindy, I'm sorry. I just wanted no, to put that in. I think that's important, Paula. It really is because, again, and I've said this before, my faith is foundational to me. There's nothing more important to me in my life than my relationship with Jesus Christ who saved me from my sin. Yes. And, and, you know, 
I, I am not in any way suggesting that that is not an important part of this journey. And, and believe me, my faith and the faith of those close to me has been so important to my own journey. But I also believe yeah. that in addition to the faith, the support, the spiritual emphasis that we all need in our life, I still say that when someone has an illness, they need to be treated in, in, a, in a manner that is from a medical perspective, which may involve therapy, medication, something like that. And I do think that it, it's difficult because I think I hear in you the same thing that I hear in myself. We're not in any way minimizing the role of faith in this. Right. Way. We are not minimizing that. But what we are saying. Right. And, and, and nor, nor are you saying by getting medical help or going to the physicians that God is not the great physician, that he can't heal. That, That's not absolutely. what we're saying. Yes. Now, how common is depression and mental illness? You know, when I when I first started the Facebook group, I went to a wonderful resource site. It's NAMI.org, N-A-M-A-Z-N-M-A-R-Y.org. It's National Alliance of the Mentally Ill. And I looked up statistics, and I'm going to give you some of those. And, and I know when I first read them, I was shocked mm-hmm. by them. So the first one is that one in five adults – that's 43.8 million in America, or 18.5%, experience mental illness in a given year. We're not talking about mm. situational depression. We're talking about mm. mental illness. I mean, mm. really, that's almost as common as a cold. Um, yes. Approximately one in five youth aged 13 to 18 experience a severe mental disorder at some point in their life. And for children aged 8 to 15, the estimate is 13%. Mm, mm. 18% of mm. adults in the U.S. experienced an anxiety disorder such as PTSD, OCD, and specific phobias. And some of these medical conditions are brought on by trauma. I mean, we think of our veterans and our men and women in combat, yeah. and they come back and they have post-traumatic stress disorder, and that is categorized as a mental illness. And it's, it's, mm. brought, it's brought on by trauma in your life. Mm. Mm. 50% of those who experience a substance use disorder have a co-occurring mental illness. I thought that was pretty surprising, too. Yes, yes. Wow. 26% of homeless adults staying in shelters live with serious mental illness. A lot of our people in America that are... Um, homeless adults are dealing with mental illness, and also a lot of our of those that are in prisons end up in they they are mentally they have mental disabilities, mental health conditions, and mm. they end up in the prison systems. And the statistics say that 20% of those prisoners are actually mentally ill. Another alarming statistic is that 70% of youth in the juvenile justice systems have at least one mental health condition. And one, one final statistic, only 41% of adults in the U.S. with a mental health condition received mental health services in the past year. Now, I don't know about you, but honestly, these statistics are alarming and surprising to me. Oh, most definitely. When I did the research after our guest speaker came and I looked at these numbers, honestly, I was frankly shocked. 
I am right with you. I I didn't hear the speaker, but I'm hearing him from you, yeah. and I am I'm I'm shocked as well. And I'm sure anyone else that's listening to this podcast too. So, Cindy, why are these statistics so surprising to us? Well, Paula, I think a lot of it is because of stigma. The the people that are dealing with debilitating depression or mental illness, whether themselves or in their families, are living in the shadows, and they tend to suffer alone. Nobody wants to talk about this because, as you said in the beginning, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of guilt. And, I mean, we know the numbers on diabetes, but we don't know the numbers on mental illness. Nobody talks about it. The illnesses such as diabetes are almost in the category of acceptable illnesses. And depression mm-hmm. is something that we almost feel embarrassed about. I, I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It is. So if someone's mm-hmm. listening in today that's dealing with serious depression, I, I want you to know that there is help available. And my hope is that in this short series of podcasts that we're doing together, we can encourage some of our silent sufferers to get help and give them some tools for managing their illness. Most definitely. I am so thankful, Cindy, that you agreed to do this whole month of podcasts. We're going to have four podcasts in regards to depression this month, and I hope that everyone will tune back in. And I pray that as they listen to these podcasts that they will get the hope and the help that they need. But I also know you have other information. How can our listeners get further help, Cindy? Well, there's a couple of things. One of the great greatest organizations for this, I think, is, and I mentioned it earlier, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And you can find that online at NAMI.org. And they have, they have local chapters all over the country, but they have lots of articles. They have resources. They can give you recommendations for a local chapter where you can actually go to meetings, be involved in a support group, etc. There's mm-hmm. another organization mm-hmm. called the National Institute of Mental Health, and they do a lot of scientific research. So they will give uh-huh. you things like what clinical studies are going on and what is the latest research relative to mental illness. And then I would also say to your listeners that we would love to have them join our, our Facebook group. They can just go to Facebook, type in the search bar, the phrase depression in the church. You'll come to our, uh, our group page there and you just click on ask to join. And, uh, and we, will, we would love to have you in that group. What we do is we encourage each other to post things that they find that are relative to depression in the church or just relative to depression and mental illness so that we can mm-hmm. kind of pull our resources and learn from one another. Oh, Cindy, I, I'm telling you, I'm excited over addressing this topic this month. I know that this is just our beginning podcast, and you've already given us a lot of good information. I really thank you, Cindy, for being here with us today. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we truly appreciate all the information that Cindy has shared with us. And in our next episode, Cindy is going to talk with us about situational depression versus a depressive disorder. Now, I trust that you're going to join us next week so that Cindy can help you even further. And in the meantime, smile. Jesus loves you. 
thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.